How in the hell did Hedrick get to Halfling Heaven? This week on The Hapless Heroes. How many feet away is it for me? Because I can grapple it with my tongue from up to 10 feet away. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. As the insidious villain I am, I'm going to start this evening the same way I start every other evening. By you, introducing our dastardly cast. person. I know, <laughs> and I'm so dastardly that I'm going to start from my right with Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. I will have another plan soon. To his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Hedrick, I'd like to introduce you to the sausage. To his right, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Ah, Hedrick! To her right, we have Zach as Pregnart. If having a sausage best friend is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> to his right... We have Phil as the returned Hedrick, the entertainer. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> to his right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. It is so nice to have you back, Hedrick. We always need another bard. And to his right, we have James as Hoblet, the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. As we left off, Hedrick had just recently returned to us from the depths of a Black Diamond of Garthax, not to be confused with the Black Diamond of Garthax, which I guess becomes less of a definite article when it ceases to be the definite article, um, which has uh, also then been reduced to, uh, well, has been transmuted with uh, the Third Eye of Vecna, which has now become shards and or shards of Vecna, depending on whom you ask. I don't know if it's, as we said, oily and steamy. It seems like a pretty apt conclusion to settle on shart. I ah, hate, I hate there so we much go. Of what we do. I know, I hate settling on a shart too, but. <laughs> I mean, really, at the end of the day, it happens. what a shart really is, is just a failure of trust. It's always that. You know, <laughs> it's, it's always a mess if it happens when you're sitting down <laughs> and settled on it. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <Go> on, <Dave. laughs> That's doubtful, but okay. I don't actually think you're done. Sometimes, under the worst of conditions, you just have to let it happen. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, the last time yes. on the show. <laughs> When we were here, Hedrick had just recently returned to us into the midst of thin air, and then after dramatically singing it out, dropping to the ground in superhero pose and closing out the episode with uh, as dramatic an episode as I could have thought possible. 
you have succeeded at a quest. And now you're just standing there in the post-climax, the, uh, I guess, post-ritualization phase. You, you say that we've completed a quest in such surprising, like it's a surprise that we completed a quest. Hey, we've completed many quests, okay? Right, it's that's what I'm surprising. saying. Yeah. Right, exactly. Just, it, it's not always a thing that, that it has a clear delineation like that. I think sometimes our quests get muddled into each other. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that being said, though, um, there are a few loose ends here in that, A, right, Jarrell still needs to ascend. We've only addressed the temporary problem that we had to solve, which was the thing in my head. Um, and also, we haven't heard from Bruhoff since uh, that whole situation was done with. Um, and we are in his, you know, his place in Halfling Heaven. So uh, maybe that's where we start. Uh, so I guess we're just like, we're opening right back into like pretty much the end of Hedrick's tune, right? Okay, he finished. We all clap, right? Or most of us clap. I'm assuming we're all clapping. Clap. <laughs> Boris Pregnard. doesn't clap. Boris squeals and runs up and hugs, hugs Hedrick. Pregnard quacked. <laughs> Hedrick rises to his feet and uh, looks down at little Boris. And then he's he's scanning the space that he's in. And he's very shocked to see Pregnart uh, joined with the party. And he's even more shocked to see a 45-pound sausage standing next to him. And he raises an eyebrow at that. And then, I'm not so sure, there's an upper section to this room, correct? Is that, like where rafters, right? yeah, Is that where Bruhoff Something like that. Went? Bruhoff climbed up something. Because, um, as I recall, I described this sort of like a surgical viewing room where it had, you know, a nice uh, round space at the bottom and a, you know, balcony kind of going across that. And he was up above that. He had climbed up into some rafters up above to manipulate time and or rosemary piss water. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I'll call up real quick. Like, Hedrick, there's a lot we have to catch catch you up on but just one sec but because we're not the only ones here to my knowledge uh uh Bruhoff, is everything okay up there i'm gonna just shout up into the rafters like we did it you, you did it you're the greatest transmuter of all time you hear nothing that's worrisome um hang on everybody and i'm gonna kind of like you know, tap my shoulder a couple times and Slim is going to poke her head out. I'm a little familiar. And I'm going to just like point up and have her fly up into the rafters and do a little aerial scan with my eyeballs through her eyeballs. Up at the far top, uh, there seems to be some sort of cupola uh, up in the ceiling there that had some uh, equipment in there and a big sciency bucket seat made out of a couple of different kinds of patched leather like somebody you know salvaged an old bomber or something like that it happened. obviously yeah you know very very salvagey steampunky looking chair okay and you slim is just kind of seeing it from the back now among all the things but doesn't seem any seem to see any of Bruhoff sticking around it yeah i'm gonna have her i mean she's gonna just fly straight into like the whole area she's gonna i mean i'm, I'm scanning the entire like rafter yes. area for any signs of life yeah. and, and as she gets closer to the chair what she hears is a hey, hey, hey. 
Oh, I'm Lord. sorry. Did he Benjamin Button himself? <laughs> yes. Swaddled in uh, in the now crumpled clothes of uh, Bruhoff is a baby halfling. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, oh, Wait, shit. we know that this is the, the guy? How do we know that this is Bruhoff? Dude, he was the only person here, and it's his house. Wait, is he, like, sitting in his clothes that are now too big for him? In a pile of them, yeah, sort of swaddled into the shirt. That's how you know. That's the trope. That's the good thing that you know from. <laughs> um, so switching back to Felix's senses, you know, I'm going to say to the group. Um, so uh, Bruhoff's a baby now. Is he sitting in the pile of his clothes? How do you know? <laughs> He is sitting in a pile of his clothes. That is a oh. very astute observation, Pregnart. That's a dead giveaway. <laughs> uh, well, we can't just leave him like that. Why not? We're in heaven, right? What's the worst that could happen? He's a baby in heaven. I don't know. Maybe it's some other kind of test. Like I don't. I really don't want to test the waters here in Halfling Heaven of what is and is not acceptable. And I feel like though abandoning a baby is definitely like even in just heaven, just like a <laughs> terrible thing for us to do here in heaven. Now that's just like you know, it's my personal take. And you know, this this man was kind enough to help us and help me out of a rather sticky situation. So I feel like the least we could do is at least see him to proper care. I, I don't know how things work up here, okay? Like, I don't know if he's just infinite. I mean, it seems like it, right? It's heaven. It means he's already dead. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. But I just don't want to leave that baby up there because that just seems like a bad idea. Pregnant tears the, uh, a strip uh, of, of cloth from from his, uh, his robes and uh, fashions a baby Bjorn like he does. <laughs> And he coddles the baby. How are we getting it down? Well, yeah, I, 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 wait, where is it? I thought it was just on the chair. It's in the raft. In the raft. What? Yeah. God yeah. Let's go. Sure. Okay. Jeez. I mean, is there like some sort of pillars that like he climbed up there, right? Yeah. He took um, some scaffolding and two rope ladders to get up there. Yeah. So Boris climbs that. Yes, Boris, you are now up there with a, um, yeah, sort of fussy baby. A baby halfling. I don't, how, how small is a baby halfling? I feel like it would be a really small thing, like a kid. Well, they call them quarterlings, I think, for a little bit. <laughs> oh, I perfect. mean, they do now. So I'm going to, is it a quarterling or is it an eighthling if it's that young? Well, no, we're going to, we're going to stick with quarterling because that sounds really good. It rolls off the tongue. I don't like eighthling. It's, it, it seems a little jerky in the middle of the word. <laughs> sounds like a disease. Okay. Yeah. Quarter, quarterling has a good flow. So I think quarterling is our new name for, um, baby halflings. Baby halflings. Yes. Okay. And it is known. Yeah. It is about the size of a newborn kitten, I guess. I don't know. Like, or not new. I don't, how, how small is a newborn kitten? They're probably too small. Like a small kitten. Small. Like something that fits in your hand. Like if you were to stretch your um, pinky and thumb as far apart as they go, that's how long that baby would be. Cool. So Boris like picks up the baby. Yes. Even then... Boris could probably one hand at this baby. Yeah. She one hand picks it up and then kind of like looks down at Pregnart, who has the baby Bjorn. <laughs> And then looks at the baby. 
He outstretches his arms as if you're, you might right consider tossing it down to him. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> I, mean, I if, got if, it. If, 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 say, if there's looks down at the scaffolding, like considers trying to climb down one-handed, then <laughs> pulls open a pocket, sticks the baby inside, doesn't throw the baby inside, but like gently places the baby inside a pocket, climbs down the scaffolding, and then pulls the baby out of the pocket. Okay, Th- is this a normal pocket or is this is one of your? No, pockets? these are my crazy pockets. Okay, I have when a goldfish baby... alive in one. The baby should be fine. There's also yes. like knives in there and shit. Not in oh, that they're... pocket. All right, non- <laughs> that's one of the non-knife pockets. That that's her baby pocket. Has. Come on, <laughs> it's my baby pocket. <laughs> one of her, one of the not knife pockets. Well, you should have a knife in every pocket. <laughs> that's what I thought. So what is essentially possibly a brand newborn baby in one of the times most impressionable to it when it is first learning about the universe is can, is uh, is faced with a non-Euclidean space on its first day in the world. Okay, I put Very it in the befitting. one with the goldfish then. That's well, good for babies. It, it, well, I, it, it doesn't actually matter if the goldfish is in there or not because the baby <laughs> comes out with a thousand yard stare and very quiet. <laughs> Very befitting of the world's best transmutationist. Boris holds the baby out to Pregnard and goes, Look, I calmed her down for you. Ah, uh, Demi having the baby. Yeah, did it so, also change into a girl baby? <laughs> no. No, no, this is uh, it. No, I could see how the frog might be confused. Frog's not confused. Frog calls Boris the baby. Okay. Uh, what if we used some of that time we gave him before? Is it possible that we could revert him to his true age? Do you know how time magic works, Terrell? You you would know probably better than I. I don't know shit about time magic. Well, then no, I, I don't know. Plus, it seems like we only have, like, one day. To, didn't Boris only steal one day of time? There was a lot more time in there, oh, right. wasn't there? Yes, there was. I, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. Uh, Felix is going to put in. I'm sorry, uh, Boris, you stole what? Wait, a baby! There's a baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 I stole yeah, yeah, yeah. a baby. We should focus on the problem at hand. I'm going to go Listen. get the rest of that jar of time so that we can figure out if that will help. Just a just a second there, Boris. Um, I know a bullshitter because I'm one too. So I'm just going to go ahead and stop. So I'm there. going to adjudicate and say that one's making a persuasion and one's making an insight. Well, deception. Nicole should definitely do deception. How about her sure, deception well, versus my deception? Damn it. I know a bullshitter. I mean, I was deceiving, but I also said I left the room as I was deceiving. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really Quickly care if you believe out. me. <laughs> Fair enough. We don't have to play that one out. And uh, yeah, uh, 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 Felix, you are free to doubt as you see fit because Boris has walked out the door in the midst of your sputtering. I'm going to turn to the rest of the crew and be like, what did Boris steal? Uh, I don't know if any of us really noticed outside of maybe Pregnart. I think I think her level of sleight of hand is far above any of us trying to Anyone's perceive what she's perception. stealing. Right. You're right. Yeah, it's literally impossible to catch Boris stealing anything. Oh, 
Yeah. Hoblet might turn to him and be like, oh, the kid's got sticky fingers. Don't worry about it so much. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, it's I mean, easy for you to say, buddy. We've watched her steal everything. Listen, we're, we were a few hours from being smitten. You were. Smited. Astrid. Smote. You. <laughs> no, smit, smitten works. Smoten? <laughs> Smart. Smart. I feel like smitten is when you're like love struck. Right. No, I know. So it works, it works <laughs> both right. ways. It can be smote and was smitten. So, so, so being love struck and being completely obliterated by a divine being is the exact same thing. If you've <laughs> ever had it happen to you, yes. You've clearly never been in love. Oh, I yeah. actually surprisingly looked this up. <laughs> somebody said it in the last session and I was like, is smitten work? Does it work here? And it does. You fucking would look that up. I would look it up. And he uh, did. Yeah. So also, smote or smitten works. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go with smoke. Uh, believable thing happens. More at 11. Anyhow, the... Jeez, uh... <laughs> I threw myself off with my own cleverness there. That's <laughs> absolutely fucking awful. So are, are, are we... Are, are, nobody's following Boris. Is that... I mean... I mean... I, I, yeah. I don't know where she's going. We're all here. Um... I think Boris even told you guys where she was going, so hopefully somebody listened. Or else she's gonna steal everything and just be a time lord. Okay, we need to we need we need to stop this before Boris Time Lord is the new fucking BBEG. Um, so yeah, how long would it take Boris to get there? Like, is Boris already there? Um. Because it's interesting to me, yes, Boris is now there. We have jumped uh, times and places to Boris being at the time closet. So Boris is going to really quickly pour a little bit, like like a half cup or so of time into a container and then put all of the rest of the time that she can see in her pockets except for that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And when you say a cup, do you mean a metric cup? or A, <laughs> a, a half a metric cup. <laughs> Good. This is this is good to know. Half a metric cup. All of the rest of the available time goes into her pockets. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, we're gonna say that um, in aggregate, Dave was you not now anticipating have... you doubling back and stealing all the time. So yeah, but it's okay because I because rolling a dice can do a lot of different things young aspiring DMs out there. I could be looking for a result. I could be looking for an indicator to go one way or the other, or I could just be rattling that thing around in my hand, stalling for time until I think that uh, Boris has now six days, 12 hours, and 37 minutes stored up. So you could say that she's got a lot of time on her hands? Yes. Very good. Pocket. Somebody, somebody set my, or, uh, spiked <laughs> my set. Thank you. Is the that on top is, of or including the day I already had? No, in aggregate, including the day you already had. Okay. So another five days and whatever else I just said. Okay. <laughs> 12 hours, 37 minutes. Yeah. Uh, after uh, putting so, that in her pockets, Boris is going to make 12, it look like she's kind of in the process of gra and just kind of like wait for somebody else to come into the room. <laughs> yeah, I think we arrive like probably moments after you've done all of the things you've already done. So yeah. like, you know, we it, didn't even, see yeah. you do it. Because even if you had departed the room immediately after Boris and followed it a dead run, 
Boris still has enough manual dexterity to be able to do that entire thing in the second or two before you get into the room. Like the record to show, Hoblet did not go try to stop Boris from stealing shit. <laughs> no, because why the fuck would he? Right. I'm not saying that necessarily anyone was going to stop Boris. It was more to just caution See? Boris, uh, observe Boris. Um, <laughs> He's all know, sound like snitch behavior. Work like a team with Boris. You know what I'm saying? Like think, that's that's really what I'm yeah. getting at. So Part we should be stealing good, time too, right? No, we should just be making sure that what is you know what we're stealing is going to be used for the greater good. So the greater good. So you the doubt Boris' good. character at this point in time? I'm not doubting anyone's. You're, you're putting words in my mouth right now, bud. Why would a Hokov steal something not for the greater good? Listen, she's just the newest member of the crew, and she's got some very sticky fingers. And I want to make sure we don't get any, into trouble with the literal higher ups. Fair enough. With sufficient personal conviction, anything's for the greater good. The right. greater good. Any pizza is a personal pizza if you put your mind to it. Yes. See, there it is. That's see now that's an attitude I can completely get behind. But is I there pineapple on it? Never. My man. Jarrell is still introducing Hedrick to Teresa, the other newest <laughs> member of the party. Yes, <laughs> I like this, and we're gonna cut the scene back. Yeah. Please Teresa give me a little interaction. Yeah, yeah, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, who, so who came with me to check out what Boris was doing, and who is here with Hedrick and Chorizo and Pregnard? And See, he's, he's asking the responsible DM questions. I'm just like, all right, this sounds like good story. We're going to go here. I yes, think they are. Well, who, who, is, yeah, who is here versus there? So we have Pregnard, Chorizo, Jarrell, and Pregnard left Chorizo behind by accident. Pregnard was distracted. And went into the time funnel P room. Wonderful. That's left, even better. Accidentally left Chorizo behind. Okay, so Hedrick, Chorizo, Jarrell, did you stay behind? I think you did. Yeah, right? he's the one introducing Hedrick to the. Okay, to the excellent. This now. is this is the scene I really want to see. Is like Hedrick, Jarrell, and Chorizo. I'm off to the side. I did say that I did not go to snitch on Boris too. Yeah. But Hoblet is weirded out by the sausage. So he's just kind of <laughs> sharpening, you know, sharpening Trixie or something over on the side. Pregnard only went because he still wants to taste some of that time. Okay. And Pregnard, you know, being Pregnard is probably a little faster than your average person. I would say Pregnard arrives at that scene first. I just want to kind of shift back here, check out the other one, and then uh, we can explore the time closet a little more. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, just awkwardly, like, waiting for Hedrick to shake the Mickey Mouse hand of the sausage thing. <laughs> I'm imagining he no. has Mickey Mouse hands <laughs> with the Me white too. gloves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yes, he very uh, hamburger helper is in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, Phil already drew this. Like, we know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, yeah. Jabril, I had a terrible dream. And you were there. Hoblet was there. Captain was there. This little sausage failure wasn't there. <laughs> now, am I still dreaming? The sausage no, is just sort of like bobbing up and down like he's in a Betty, Bo uh, Betty Boop cartoon. <laughs> 1930s animation bop going on. Right. He's just doing Steamboat that. Steamboat sausage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're not dreaming so anymore. Gonna... All right. Are you suffering hey. any more ill effects from that gem you are in? Well, let me ask you something. What's a drunkard's favorite line of work? Whiskey business. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, friend. Um, hey, uh, I'm kind of peckish here. I'm a little parched. Uh, is there something to drink around here? I can make him water. You think Boris has got any of that clangerang wine? Perhaps. We can go check. Where in the hell are we? Uh, apparently, we are in Hoblet Hev- uh, Hobbit Heaven. Hobbit Heaven. Not even <laughs> Hell <Hobbit> Heaven. <laughs> Hoblet Heaven. Right. Oh, Hoblet Heaven was They're like the same thing. No, Hoblet Heaven was way earlier. Oh, yeah. We, we were in Hoblet no Heaven. And, and, and Hobbit Heaven is a different established universe. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. We're only slightly ripping it off. <laughs> Halfling Heaven. Yeah. Does D&D slightly rip off Tolkien? <laughs> Just a little I bit. I mean... <laughs> There's no ripping anything off. It's all inspiration. Right, we create the story. Yeah. It's it's either not at all or entirely J.R. Tolkien's fault that he did such a good job that his description of these races literally became the default depiction of these races. Well, orcs didn't even exist until Tolkien, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. He's really good. Anywho, well, so, so we're going to get some, we're, some wine. Well, we're in heaven. You must be pretty close to uh, to your ascension, right? I think there's only one or two more levels left. Yes. So, uh, what do you what do you think our chances are? You know, speak common with me. Um, I'm hoping that if we just climb higher on that mountain, we'll get there. But that hasn't seemed to work yet. Also, just. This is me, not this is out of character here, but that mountain we left way behind, right? We just like plane shifted to this particular heaven, yeah. so now we have no idea yeah. where the fuck we are. Which is also, oh, I thought, um, I thought yeah, it, it a- is also mountainous. It does kind of sweep up the same way. The sky is a little different here. Um, give me a second, I'll find where in my source book I have the note on it. Because they said that this was level two. We were on level one, level two. Nope, and we then... started at two, I think. Uh, we are now at three, I believe. Okay. I can't. I, Jarrell would know how far, much further we have to, like, in terms of levels, not not necessarily how to get there. Yeah. Oh, we are on the third layer of Venya. And I have the green fields open. Here we go. This is the pearly heaven. So a slightly different sky, um, and uh, the mountains here are more smooth and round, but still freaking gigantic, and they're covered with plains, and the sky is very pearly colored. It's almost not even blue. It's like sort of a, you know, off pearly white all over. And then what was you know, what was the level that we were supposed to get above this one? Was it one yeah, or two more Yeah, we're supposed levels? to go to the next one up. Uh, yeah. 
And that's four. So that's level four. Selenia, the Electrum Heaven, which is where uh, Arachnor, the uh, home of Moradin, resides. Oh, okay, cool. That's the late, the, the late. Oh, Moradin. oh, right, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, there is that, but um, I do believe I had said, and if I hadn't, well, then I've spoiled and whatever that uh, Arachnor is uh, the destination. Yeah, you have. Yeah. No, you mentioned that because that's you said that's where yeah. Valen has her sort of seat of power right now. Yeah, that's kind of where she set up her sort of uh, field uh, office, field base, whatever forward operating base. Sure, that too. Got a fob up there? Yeah, why not? All right. I, I mean, th there's there's a war going on out here in the plains. It's mm -hmm. not just confined to the mortal realm. She does seem like tip of the yeah. spear kind of bitch too. So. That and the resident of that house has already been killed in the fighting. By us. Well, no, we no. <laughs> we used it, his power by our choice. Yes, to to stop a terrible thing from happening. So you know, subsequently oh. killing him. Moradin's power was used. Moradin died. Those two events happened right next to each other. At the it's, same time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't... But whether it's a coincidental, uh, you know, uh, relationship or a causal relationship has not been determined. Right. Mm -hmm. Y'all only just made sort of the inferences that that's what was the cause, but no, no, n it was never, ever actually confirmed. I did not confirm that when I ran that session. Didn't they well, warn us? Oh, I thought that was part of the warning when we used that... I mean, he said he was weak. It's also been years since I ran that, so I could have forgotten the details. One God, of our listeners will kind of... Gods are dying. Yeah, and our, our, our listeners actually know our lore. We just kind of... <laughs> make it up as we go? No, come on. <laughs> Valbrill, this is not the first time y'all have rescued me. Frankly, I'm getting a little sick of it. Me too. But I do hope I... I get the chance soon to uh, express my gratitude to y'all. In fact, there are times <laughs> when you'll need someone. I will fight by your side. Valens the light that shines. Blessings for you and me. What's up, what's up, what's up, Perfect. what's up? Speaking common. <laughs> Everybody understands common. Uh, can we? Are we cutting back to uh, the Boris situation? Because I'm genuinely yeah. I, I think yeah. We've 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 sort of done that. And yes, Boris, having just pillaged the cabinet, is uh, first approached by Pregnart. Can I taste some of that? Yeah, absolutely. Boris hands him the only glass that's in the room. <laughs> that's the little bit you had set aside, right? Yeah, the half cup. Half ah. metric cup. <laughs> We're never going to let you live that down, distinction. Dave. Oh, no, I, I've squared with it. I, I you know, I, I like it as much as 11 in the afternoon at this point. I was going to say, yeah. Pregnart dips his pinky in. Takes the smallest amount 
and puts it in his mouth. I was waiting for him to do something else with it. He's tasting it. It's, yeah, it is a complex flavor of piss and rosemary. Well, I, I mean, there are there are herbals and there's botanicals. It has a little bit of uh, you know a kind of mineral taste to it. It is mostly piss and rosemary, but uh, you know that's what it's made of. Yeah, or that's the, just the taste. No, no, that's that, those are the prevailing <laughs> tastes. I mean, it tastes like piss and rosemary. Yes. <laughs> As it turns out, thyme itself is mostly made out of piss and a rosemary. Yeah, Accurate. it's not actually made of those things, but that's <laughs> kind of what you get from it. It's it's more complex, and you being a chef would be able to pick out that subtle umami flavor underneath all of it. And, you know, some of the individual spices, but I mean, it's just dominated by piss and rosemary. What can you mix together to make piss and rosemary? Because I don't want to mix stuff together to make that. Um, like if it's okay, not actually so, piss and rosemary, what is it? So I never mix that together and accidentally make a piss and rosemary soup. Well, no, well, you would be accidentally mixing together the primordial forces of nature itself. But oh, if you okay. want to approximate it, what you do is you go to uh, you go to the grocery store and you pick up a six pack of Poland Spring, and right. you go to the McCormick Spice Island and you get a thing of rosemary. And right. when you go home, you go to town on the six pack of Poland Spring, and when the uh, when the mood strikes you, you fill the rest of the rosemary container. Voila, time. So <laughs> Voila, there's the recipe for time. So if you really like us. <laughs> no, no. no, that's just imitation time flavor. No. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, imitation. it's imitation time oh. flavor. But just because you might want that and just because you might love us doesn't mean you should R. Kelly your spice rack. Okay. I can't believe it's R not time. If you get nothing else from this podcast, please remember this. Do not R. Kelly your spice rack. <laughs> I mean, we all know real time. Sterile, no right? exceptions. All right. So we're going to try to pull it back in. So Pregnart has arrived and he got his little taste. And who else was approaching the time cabinet? Uh, we would have a Felix who's a little bit slower. We have a Quinn. I, I, I think Quinn and Felix would probably arrive together since you don't have the benefits of four-legged frog bouncy speed. Wait, does does nothing else happen to Pregnart from tasting time itself? No, because you're just tasting, taking a little taste. Maybe it shifted you in age or something like that. Maybe it gave you a little bit of insight. I mean, we're only talking about a couple of seconds here. That's barely even like a spell slot. Okay. I can live with that. Now, now uh, after that happens, uh, yeah, Felix and Quinn, you guys also arrive on the time closet. And uh, you see, uh, you know, Pregnart's done something, but his back is to you, so you can't quite tell. But it looks like, uh, looks like Boris is holding a cup of time there. Maybe uh, have a cup metric, I presume. She gave the cup to Pregnart. Oh, she gave the cup to Pregnart. Okay. I specified that I gave ah. the whole cup to him. Okay. So, so I, I kind of retcon that. You can't quite see the cup in Pregnart's hands. And once you get around him, you would be able to see that he's holding half a metric cup of time. So I'm just going to just just say to the crew gathered here, uh, hey, friends, um, you know, see we are here uh, raiding uh, the time closet. Um <laughs> Pregnant, drink gonna... some. Oh, did, how much? 
Only a little. I'm looking for the time nachos to dip in. Okay, so I'm just gonna... Listen, I, I'm not gonna claim that I know much about time magic, but we saw what it did to our friend here, and I'm gonna look down at the baby Bjorn that, you know, Pregnard is wearing. Um, and say, maybe, just maybe, we should proceed with extreme caution when handling liquid time. As this is the first time that I believe any of us have ever encountered anything like this ever. Before, ever. Like, literally ever. So, if we're going to, ha to take it and hang on to it, I don't know how much we have in our possession, and you know what? I'm not even going to ask until it's relevant. Because I don't really care. I don't. Like, it could, it could be useful. I'm never going to doubt that having literal extra time in our hands is not going to be useful at some point. I would like to figure out if we can learn more about it, and maybe part of that is getting our friend back to a normal age so we can explain how it works. So that maybe, just maybe, if we need to, say, turn back the hands of time a little bit on the situation that's happening in our prime material plane, maybe we could use some of this for that and prevent the destruction of, our, of the homes that we all know and love. Okay. Just gonna put that out there. Boris dips her finger in the glass and like flicks it towards Felix, so like he gets smacked with like a drop, and then goes, "Felix, you're such a worry wart, but okay." <laughs> ben, ben I can, looks I was pretty just, defeated from that. <laughs> I was also gonna say I saw I saw Mike slow clapping, but I didn't hear the clap. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, Quinn's just slow clapping behind Boris at your amazing diatribe. It was just great. It's just the formulation of a plan. It's the idea that will eventually become the plan. Sort of just setting an agenda, if you will. No, I, I, I'm in support. I support you. I appreciate that, Quinn. I really you're hope well. you're being sincere. You're well. As sincere as I always am. That is not a vote of confidence in yourself, bud. So I just want to put that out there. Anyways. I'm uh, hurt. So I'm going to suggest we don't give any more time to the baby here. Uh, but maybe we could find somebody in heaven who could take care of said baby. I mean, if it is eternal up here, eventually this baby's going to regrow to be the full grown adult that or he could just stay a baby forever. Yeah, I again, I don't know how this shit works, but yeah, you made you just made like a huge leap in logic that I also Jarrell's not there. Oh, right. I'm still with Hedrick and Teresa. Yes. So I'm just gonna say this. I'm just gonna say that, like you know, because I don't know how anything works. Like we need to help. We just need to find someone to help. I really don't want us to be responsible for a baby dead immortal halfling thing. I don't. I don't know. Where's it going to go if it dies? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's already in heaven. There's not really a lot of bad things that can happen to it. So that's what I'm saying, though. I would like for this baby to remain in heaven, in the heaven that it belongs in. So maybe we don't keep the baby on our adventures where it could easily be hurt. 
So maybe, just maybe, we find some wonderful halfling family in this halfling heaven who will help raise, re-raise this baby, eternally raise this baby. I don't know. Again, I don't know how this works. But I just say that we, 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 we deal with this baby problem before it becomes a larger problem. That's step one. I any, think it just shouted. Again, see, this is just a problem that we don't need to have. Like, I, I don't deal with kids, man. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know how to take care of a baby. And I Pregnard. feel like our line of work is not conducive to babies. Pregnard, I think you and Teresa would make amazing parents. Thank you. Pregnard uses shape water to clean the baby off, and uh, I don't know. Something else <laughs> gives it a an, an, it. animal handling for how yeah, well yeah. you just type animal <laughs> handling. <laughs> then waves it, waves it around, towels it sure. off, dries yeah. it off. Oh, any baby-related stuff is definitely an animal handling check. Are you kidding? <laughs> Fair, I guess. Animal Rock. handling. I think we, as a podcast, have made animal handling such much more of a versatile skill than just handling animals. I mean, hell, <laughs> Quinn used it to see how well he performed with those cougars. Yep. It was cougars. Of course it's animal handling. Right. <laughs> that was a throwback. <laughs> yep. So one of my favorite moments of the show. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a versatile skill. It'd be dumb as hell as a skill if you didn't, you know, like, what was it, freaking rangers would use it, like, once every, you know, 20 freaking sessions. Whoopie damn Rain. do. Of course you need to apply it to stuff. So anyways, um, I say if anyone else is in agreement with me, that maybe the plan is to just, I don't know, find a find a long-term care situation for our, our baby friend. The baby. I would say about at this point, point uh jarrell hedrick and Teresa come rounding the corner looking for some wine for hedrick they do that sounds fantastic and now the party is reunited well if hoblet decided to tag along i could see our the word wine ah there it is <laughs> no we're there going yeah we're good there's Hoblet's our connection good. now everyone's tied to the plot wine has brought us all together as it does mm-hmm So, uh, yeah, the rest of you also roll up on this situation where, as far as I can tell, um, Pregnart has a very small baby halfling in a baby Bjorn, is holding a cup, half a metric cup, by the way, of time uh, in his hands. Uh, let's see, and everybody else there is just kind of standing around trying to either make sense of uh, Felix's latest plan or uh, try to figure out what's going on with the baby in the cup of time. This is the most straightforward plan I've ever come up with, and now we're making trying to make sense of it? Come on, people. So Have you met you, these folks? You haven't figured out how to revert him back to his previous age, correct? No. No, Jarrell, not in the last, like, 15 minutes or however long it's been since this whole situation you know, It has been, like, four minutes tops, I think. Like, is nothing is, has transpired here. Are these time things considered spells? It's a none of us, yeah. I was gonna say, none of us know anything about how time magic works. 
we, previous to this, only knew one person ever who fucked with time, and we forgot him when we were rescuing an entire town. <laughs> and he presumably blew himself up with time magic. So... Pregnant so is just sort of... I can't even use the mad scientist voice to be memorable. <laughs> Pregnar just from time to time is uh, just taking a sip of this time. I'm gonna like put my hand on like preg like, as I see him take like maybe his second sip or something like that. I'm gonna like 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 put my hand like over his hand that's like you know cupped over this metric cup, right? And I'm just like Pregnar. What did I just say about being careful with time? Pregnar gives you just a completely blank stare. <laughs> and, <laughs> <he> wide, <laughs> and a wide grin, and he has a time mustache. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm just trying to determine if this is just just a magical effect or would actually count as a spell. Um, see, that's kind of the problem, is he's literally taking a primordial force of nature in liquid form and drinking it. Right. Okay, it's While the same the way as like... In the same way that you can't counterspell someone drinking a potion, you can't counter a magical effect by that, that someone's drinking, right? It's not being cast by anything. It's well, being imbibed. Because I can dispel magic. Have you ever tried to dispel time magic? This is probably some of the most powerful stuff in the universe. Dispelling time just yeah. sounds like a it's terrible not, idea. It, it's not dispelling a spell called forth from the kind of magic. This is literally the element. Right. The essence of time. Pregnar likes it. Um, oh yeah, it tastes very conceptual. You know what, we're just gonna go ahead and, and it, it, I'm gonna try to like gently take the cup out of Pregnar's hands. Yeah, he, he gives it to, to you freely. You should try it. Yeah, have some, it's good. I'm going to pretend to take a sip. It's to an acquired piece, taste. To a piece Pregnart. And I'm just be like, yeah, interesting. Interesting Pregnart. And I'm going to try to put it on the highest shelf I could find. But you have to understand or remember that I'm two and a half feet tall. So, <laughs> so you're doing that to we, a piece Pregnart? The, the, the fake sip? Yes. Yes. So you put it on a nipple high shelf. Yeah. Um, and be like, we're just going to leave that there. Quinn, Quinn um, helps a little bit and puts it on the next highest shelf. <laughs> Pregnant's looking. He sees it. He's not t- taking his eyes I, off this. I do feel like Pregnant is a frog and could potentially jump that high, but let's just pretend he can. How many feet away is it from me? Because I can grapple it with my tongue from up to 10 Seven feet away. <laughs> yeah, I say, it's not that far. You could absolutely tongue grapple the time glass. Pregnart, I see you looking at it. Tongue grapple? Is the essence of time a, a slight narcotic? Because I feel like he's already addicted. No, it's, um, he's just Pregnart. He's trying to find out. I see you looking at the cup still, and I need you to just lock eyes with me for a second, buddy, okay? I feel like it's one of those situations where one eye goes. (laughs) 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 He probably can move his eyes independently as a frog person. Oh, he's doing an IRL too. That's fantastic. (laughs) Um, So, uh, I, pregnant, both eyes on me. Hey, 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 you, me, right here. Okay, so, uh, 
just going to say this again. Just want to make sure that you're 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 seeing and hearing me clearly. We yes, need Phoenix. to be we need to be careful with the time that we possess and not drink any of it. No problem. I'm sorry. I was just bored. Okay. Just we will preserve what time we have literally. And just almost, you know what? In fact, it would be best if we all almost just completely forgot that we even had any. Until it's I'll, relevant again. I'll forget until later when I'm passing time. <laughs> it works on a couple levels. I, <laughs> oh, God. I need to, like, stand up. I, I need to, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> um, so if if we're all done fucking with time now, I say that we go take our time lost friend and and, and, and maybe find a, a wonderful halfling family to pass them off to, for the lack of a better term. You I'm you intend to Hoblet didn't steal some time to fuck with time later. <laughs> all right. Y- you intend to keep him in baby cool. form for all of eternity. Jerome, do you have any ideas how to turn him back into a regular person? Uh, I feel like there may be someone who might be able to help somewhere. I feel like I'll leaving tell you, him just I was as a say, baby. I'll tell you who was able to help him. That guy. And I point at the baby. I was thinking Valen can okay. do most sure. things. You know what, well, Jarell? Yeah. You know what, Jarell? This baby... And this idea is your problem. That's right. Okay, we'll go with your plan. What's the worst that could happen? He's already in heaven. That's why I said we what should leave him here. What is everybody advocating for anymore? Are you trying to take <laughs> the baby with you or leave it here? Jarrell definitely wants to take the baby with because the worst thing that could happen is the baby dies and ends up back in heaven. <laughs> Double heaven. <laughs> Okay, Jarell. <laughs> That's literally gonna... the worst case scenario. Like Jarell. he's not going to complete any Jarell. sins that send him to baby hell. <laughs> Jarell. Jarell, let me just remind you of some a situation that's been happening here, okay, bud? Uh, when the gods die, where do they go? Nowhere. They're dead. Uh, Jarell's going to roll a religion check to understand if a soul can even die again. I mean, it's a good philosophical question. Sure, roll a die. Let's see what we get. We're <laughs> gonna see what he thinks. We're leaving this decision up to the dice gods. <laughs> uh, it's just a nine. He probably has no idea what. Happened. Yeah. So I need nine, which gives me the sense, the flavor of vague disappointment. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, souls are souls. They get recycled every now and again, but sometimes they just wind up back in the wash. They get reincarnated. They got to go through the whole rigmarole, you know, it's like lost socks. So I just suggest <laughs> we do the right thing and just not make this an issue at all. And just like walk away. Continue on our quest. Walk away. <laughs> Wait, how is he um, gonna turn back from baby form? Maybe he doesn't have to. As long as he's happy. Just he's good well, day. now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only thing that supersedes time is eternity. If there is no end to time, 
then it does not abide by the laws of time. So you're looking at the laws of time and the laws of heaven. Now, I don't know what y'all have experienced here, but it seems to me all we're doing here is Uh -oh. Taking away the moments <laughs> before the doomsday. Rescue away the hours in our own way. Gather the crew, we've got something to do in a hurry. Hoping that Our Lady Valen would show us the way. Pregnant takes a little sip from Boris's cup of time. Captain Quinn is standing tall. But Hedrick needs a sip of wine. Jarrell quotes an anecdote and Hoblet ponders what it means. Felix plans the situation and Chorizo's giving me the creeps. Chorizo <laughs> <laughs> was dancing to that the entire time. <laughs> Until the end. That was on the fly. Yep. Because that was yeah. literally yeah. all that happened tonight. That just happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Damn nice. man's got skills. He is leveling up. For real. <laughs> Are you one of those rapists? <laughs> A serial rapist? Yeah. You just go around and rap places. That's what it's called, right? I just think about <laughs> rapping all day long. So you are a rapist. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I it's what only I heard bad that. on the transcripts. <laughs> right. It's only bad on the transcripts. True, there's two P's. There's right. two P's. So far as I can tell, nobody nobody would be dumb enough to read our podcast. So <laughs> I think we're going to be fine. If so, we happen hey. to have any hard of hearing listeners, hit me up. I sign. So I'll just start signing during the the podcast and we can put out a visual one. Then we're going to have to read the whole thing. Oh yeah, I can follow yeah. finger spell. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say you'd have to finger spell that. Oh my god. <laughs> what have where what have we done? I we've doubled gone, the P. We've gone far astray. Yeah, we doubled the P. So now now this rapist has a PP -pee in the middle. I know. I had to go for the really dumb joke <laughs> to kind of put everybody off guard so I can reset a little bit. So yep. here we are. We're going to kind of, you know, we'll recenter. We'll refocus a little. Um, we've got the baby. We're still trying to make a plan for the baby, apparently. You know, you've got and the, the prevailing. I had a good are, plan. Your okay. plan was to leave him here after he helped us <laughs> as a baby. Forever as a baby, after he helped you, get that thing out of your head so that you can keep your forehead and your head in general in this plane of existence. And your idea is leave him as a baby. It's all good. Let's walk away. I can't believe I have to have this argument with you, Terrell. Here I thought the party was just going to be journeying to the next destination, but I see you're going to transport them there by guilt trip. <laughs> <laughs> While Terrell and Felix are arguing, Boris takes one of the pocket or one of the handful of monocles she has in her pocket and puts it on the baby and then gives the baby a bubblegum cigar. The baby now has a bubblegum cigar. It's and probably bigger than made out of monocle. water. So, and and made a top hat made out of water. Perfect. So so this is this is now happening, right? And so I'm going yes, to these gesture, things have all happened to this right? baby. While I'm arguing with Jarrell, right? 
this is happening while I'm arguing with Jarrell. So like yes, in the middle is. of my argument, I'm going to gesture to what's happening. Use that baby as a visual aid. And be like, <laughs> we Meanwhile, are not the appropriate caretakers for this magic child. Meanwhile, that this guy's baby is doing a fantastic job. <laughs> the baby still has like its thousand yard stare from being like trapped into the pocket of eternity in Boris's coat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's only just recovering from seeing the outside edges of reality from inside yeah. of a pocket. And <laughs> can now kind of see past time and space through the monocle you've stuck up to this baby's eye. It went from rashy to classy. <laughs> I mean, yes. While Felix is flailing towards the baby, Boris pulls out one of the wine skeins and is trying to like give the baby a drink. Stop! Just- <laughs> stop! Let's we go need to stop babies. this madness. Wait, Wait, that's good is anybody actually physically intervening to stop Boris Jarrell. from feeding this baby alcohol? Thank you, Jarrell. Okay. Jarrell is pushing the wine skin towards Hedrick and reminding yeah. Boris, now we don't give baby liquor ever. <laughs> Baby. Yeah, he won't even be able to appreciate something like this. Or it's going to give him God's wine to a baby. Use your head, Boris. Boris has he like slides. Really yes, like because Jarrell solved two problems at once over here. Right. Boris doesn't really fight it and lets Jarrell like redirect her hands, so she's now feeding Hedrick the wine like a baby. <laughs> That's right, Mama Bird, Mama Bird. <laughs> <laughs> This seems too simple, but is there like a dispel magic that I could try to? That's just, what like, I was gonna do, but they the told me not to even try it. On on the baby or on the time? The baby. On the baby. Is there like a magical effect? Is the is the? That's why baby I was a, asking if it was a spell or if I it was mean, a magical effect, and I was gonna try to dispel yeah, magic. The only on. magical effects on the baby right now is a top hat made of water. Okay, right. so because it was actual time, right? It, it, the physical time. Yeah, yeah. It's right. th- th- it was a mishap with actual time. Right. Quinn like, is far uh, too sober for any of this. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, that's I'm, what happens when you go to the outer planes and you have these these primordial concepts turned into physical mundane shit because mm-hmm. the whole layer, the whole place <laughs> you're in, is essentially metaphor. <laughs> Hedrick slaps the bag. <laughs> and like, okay, so I'm like watching this, like this, 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 this bullshittery, like take place. Right. And I think about what I just said and how the fact that I'm the one who has to be the adult here. Abandoning the baby. Abandoning the baby was your adult move. You guys are reading. You guys are really trying your hardest to classify this as abandoning and not rehoming. I mean, potato, but (laughs) because we, not good parents or role models or anything. He he doesn't need parents. He needs to be turned back to his proper age. Jarrell. We can put the baby in someone's responsible care and then ask Valen when we see her, hey, by the way, we have a situation one level down. Would you mind just looking into that when you got a second in your busy schedule? Like, we just don't have to be the ones responsible for, like, you know, this. That this sounds like thing. a slightly better plan than just ditching him here. I didn't we said we were gonna. <laughs> oh my gods! Jarrell. <laughs> oh. Oh, 
just gonna cool off for a second. It's gonna cool off for a second. I'm just gonna take a laugh. Pregnant really doesn't like all this arguing uh, around the around baby, the so baby. <laughs> he's gonna try to stealth away with the uh, the baby and the sausage man. Okay, if you're using actual stealth, just let me know how you did. It fell on the ground. Hang on. What about Charizo? Like a negative oh, modifier for a fucking sausage. <laughs> oh, I mean, let's 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 give this let's give this sneak a fair shake. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Seven. It's you're aided by the social awkwardness going on around you to the tune of you know it it, it feels more tenish, but I mean it's still a mediocre escape attempt. Like, the sausage is probably like just squishing behind. Wait, you can I, can I have advantage since everybody else is arguing? You know what? I like that. Roll me a second die, and we're gonna see how that goes. Who's arguing? Just 10. Well, I mean, Felix and Jarrell are doing enough arguing for everybody right now, and it seems to be the center of attention. Uh, what did you say that last one was again uh, there, Pregnant? 10. 10. Okay, yeah. So, yep, a decidedly average escape attempt. You don't trip over anything, but, you know, your feet, kind of big webby things, are doing a little bit of a slap, slap, slap on the stone floor, and, uh, you know, your loyal sausage... Is also following you, doing its little 1930s uh, up that it's doing. Felix is like taking a few laps with his hands on his hips, just like trying to like cool off. Yes, I, I can see Felix is short and you know, like yep. a pouty toddler. <laughs> yep. Boris yep. is still pouring wine for Hedrick if he hasn't moved. Oh yeah, I mean it's somewhere between yet? like feeding a baby in one of those freaking hamster bottles. <laughs> I was kind of picturing like a, um, like a, 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 what's that when you pour the beer in the funnel? Beer bomb. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Wine bomb. Well, Hedrick certainly knows his limits. He's going to pass it over to Quinn and uh, Hoblet. Just to make sure wine's getting passed around. It's a celebration. We are reconvened, yep. and at least there's something to celebrate. Any wine that gets put in Hoblet's face will get drank. You can hear Same Felix muttering to himself, like, these fucking alcoholics. Like, we is literally this, have is a this job new to you? We just like, I just I, I, I try, I try to come up with the plans. I really do. I try to come up with the plans. I just I figured, <laughs> you know. Now, Felix, they can't all be winners. I'm now not talking to you, Hedrick! <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Jumpy much, man. Jeez. That's why I'm taking oh. a lap. Stop talking to me. I thought he'd be happy to see me. Shit, Boris. I'll be back to being happy to see you after I'm done being mad at Jarrell. Just don't be in the way of my anger right now. <laughs> Said every person with anger management. Yes, but it's made funnier when he's three feet tall. Two and a half. <laughs> it's like nee. uh, can Jarrell roll to notice if Pregnar uh, and the sausage and the baby leaving the room because um, 10 well, is my passive perception that you notice <laughs> okay I notice yeah you do notice it, it's slight but it is noticed Jarrell will, will follow Pregnar and Teresa and the baby okay yeah it, it's a little impossible for you to sneak off uh unnoticed but yeah 
So you walk after them. So now back in the time closet area, pardon me, we've got a Boris, we've got a Hedrick, we've got a Quinn. Hoblet's still around here. Uh, we've got Felix kind of stamping around and uh, the others. Uh, Pregnart, excuse me, Chorizo and now Jarrell have uh, walked away. And I'm going to say it's back in the direction of the, uh, you know, the round room where everything happened. Yep. Okay. Felix takes a few deep breaths. Looks at the crew and just says, if you guys don't want to listen to my plans, then fine. Like, we're just going to go, but like, we need to move on. We can't just stay here and get stuck in this place. We are on an ascension quest. We're trying to save the world. Let's not lose sight of that. Okay, we could drink and be merry and have a great time and revel in each other's presence. But every second that we spend here fucking around, our friends are dying. It's only been like 15 minutes, Felix. I mean, you I don't know. It. You don't know. I don't know how time works here. Hedrick, you don't know how long anything's going well, on. I've for. been back. <laughs> I've been back for 15 minutes. You don't I know what I drink. I'm ready to move. I agree. This little feller here, if he did as much work as you said he did, we cannot leave him alone. We cannot abandon him. We should leave him in the comparable hands of, of someone here in this realm. Thank you, Hedrick. However, we need to be damn sure we know who we leave him with. Everyone I mean, here is in heaven. They all deserve to be here. <laughs> He's like <popping laughs> up and down so bad. <laughs> Your camera was actually shaking. <laughs> it's like that Super Fury anime mode where just the screen yeah, shakes. The screen <laughs> 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 this is I heaven. Mean, there are no bad people here. I'm going to take a second and I'm going to apologize to Hedrick. Sorry, Hedrick. Again, you are not the target of my rage. I'm really sorry. I know um, rage, man. I spent enough time in that fucking diamond. But still, I have no idea who you've encountered here in that, you know, this halfling heaven so far. So far, it's been a nice looking trader man who wanted to sell me a clay pot for the last three months of writing my pen did. So that was a heady experience. Um, and this guy, who's now a baby. Well, yeah, okay, we need to make some contact. Were you gesturing towards when you say this guy? Because we're oh, right. all three <laughs> of us out, yeah, outside yeah. the room. Yeah, so Felix, as you gesture to the say, Felix just noticed, right, yeah. that you're gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. like, gosh, exactly. I'm nuts. <laughs> 100%. Well, that is That's a good it. idea there, though, Felix. We could give the baby to the trader. Maybe he'll give us something for the baby. No, 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 no. Or it starts running after <laughs> Pregnart. Pregnart runs immediately when he hears somebody mention this baby in, like, a pause as if they notice that the baby is no longer there. Wait, is the baby no longer there? Well, the no, baby's because- no longer in ti- in- inside the time closet. And as soon as Fran, as soon as oh Felix no no, said, as long as he's still in the baby Bjorn attached to you, that's oh, all I care about. Yeah, but as soon as Pregnart overheard Felix say this guy referring to the baby, he took off in a full sprint, which is a very fast froggy sprint. I don't yeah, know what your actual movement speed is, but I assume it's fast. Thirty feet. What does yeah. it sound like? 
<laughs> Wait, let me get a clean one. That's it's like it skipping. Like. <laughs> it's like a nice long rolling gait, but I mean, you know, he's got big old log frog legs, so you know, boing, 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 he's still covering a massive <laughs> amount of ground doing that sort of thing. Yeah, so that's our chase music, by the way. Uh, just so everyone's aware that that's how this is going to start with, uh, yeah, Pregnart running off ahead of the crowd. Uh, Jarrell chases him. All right. I'm going to obviously give chase, but I'm going to be at the back just like shaking my head because I can't believe we're in this situation. Is this like one of those like old time cartoons where like Scooby-Doo or Fred Flintstone where they just keep like repeating the same background over and over again and the three there's of them gonna, are just like there's gonna be a lot of that as i roll the credits because uh if you like us guys we can be found on the internet we're in such wow. places as slash r slash hapless heroes podcast if you look on reddit hapless heroes podcast searching on facebook would also find us at hapless heroes on both uh twitter and the gram would uh take you to our social media pages there and each and every single one of those has some sort of sticky or link or uh, whatever that'll take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence our discord server where you could meet greet and interact with us the dms the cast and your fellow fans of the hapless heroes podcast on a daily basis please come join our growing internet community we would love to have you now if you really like us though you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice uh, we're on, you know, the Spotify, the Stitcher, the, you know, the whatever else uh, we're on, Google and Apple podcast slash music. If you can leave us a five-star review or leave us a review of any number of stars, please leave us an honest review, really. But, um, you know, you could leave it there. And if not, we now have a dedicated five-star channel in our Discord where you could leave us a review if uh, you want to uh, review us there and you're unable to do so on the normal podcast services any of those places we will see it we will find it we will read it out loud on here and give you credit to recognize you as the five-star human being that you are i'll start with this i was gonna say i'll start with this five-star human right hey buddy uh thanks for being the first one to write the channel and i mean he's, he's just said you know he, now brian hawk has been listening to our show for very very long time like he's been with us and you know and he's been one of the people interacting with us since like the very beginning um, he said, you know, this podcast is amazing, so many great laughs, and the perfect way to lift the mood on a dull Monday morning. Pulled me out of many depressing days. Us too, buddy. And it is currently the only D&D podcast I listen to. I love you guys. Keep it up. We love you too, Reinhawk. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for documenting all the If You Really Love Us's for us. Mm. Um, that's just, you've done an amazing job. We are so happy to have you with us. And don't worry, everyone else who's written in that channel, we will acknowledge the lovely people you are soon too. Absolutely five times. Now, if you really, really love us, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hapless heroes. And I didn't mess it up this time because I actually have it on my screen to look at it where I could look at our uh, select membership levels where, uh, you know, maybe just a little bit of support for a buck a month, you know, just show us, you know, that that you love us. It's it's really nice. We appreciate that. And really any level we do appreciate. And those uh, things sort of go back to our hosting costs and our equipment costs and the ongoing costs of running this show. So uh, you've uh, you've kept us independent and ad-free, as it were, because uh, advertise with us degenerates anyway. But, uh, you know... Yeah, we would gladly take advertisement you. money, though. Yeah, we are. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. We, we have a price, and that price is not high. Right. 
<laughs> we offer tasteful nudes like every three episodes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you would have to go to our Patreon to see at which level the tasteful nudes actually are. You will find and that there's a distinct lack of a tier that even offers that. None of I mean, it's secret. No tears. <laughs> oh no! If you saw if you saw the nudes, there'd be tears. Yeah, <laughs> a fucking joy. They're wholesome. Yeah, and, and I, I will. I will. Yes, it would be wholesome as well too, and that's oh, the problem. Boy, uh, I will just take one moment though to 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 acknowledge one of the newer rewards that I've started uploading, and, and that's on Sundays. I've been uploading the little mini sods we've been recording with Hedrick, uh, with his pot of casting as Hedrick interviews the cast. Um, and they're pretty fun. They're like, you know, small, like 10, 15 minutes, maybe, you know, usually, but, uh, you know, just another way to say thank you. So we just put out a little bonus content for you guys. And that's like $5 level and up. Like everyone, pretty much everyone has access to that. So, you know, that's in addition to our bloopers and all the other things. Just another way for us to say thanks. Here's some bonus content. We love you. And if you like us, right now you like us, Sally Field and the whole deal, get some really heavily padded pants, like in the butt area, like very heavily, like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Robust, robust butt pads. And um, just sort of go go around town, uh, just scooching, sco- scooching on the ground. And... <laughs> people will say what who, what are you doing and you'll say i'm the, i'm the scoocher i'm i'm the new i'm the new guy in town my name is the scoocher i scooch from here to there i scooch to and fro i'm the i'm the scoocher and they'll be like all right buddy and you're like oh wait by the way listen to Happless heroes podcast that one's extremely doable <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure they That's... sell those butt pads just like i'll be disappointed if a couple <laughs> listeners don't Robust. do that butt pads or as they might say robot pads it's trademarked now it's robot pads (laughs) not robot pads not robot pads robot pads it's it's the accenting that makes all the difference and before anybody can question me on this i'm gonna outshow my cast starting from my left where we have hobble the smasher played by james oh this was a weird night with a baby to his left, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. Yeah, I don't do babies. To his left, we have Hedrick the Entertainer, played by Phil. Everyone is trying to get to the bar. The name of the bar. The bar is called Heaven. To his left, we have Pregnart, played by Zach. To his left, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. I've never traded a baby before. I don't even know what they're worth. To her left, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Until next time. And to his left, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. I should say the frustrated Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. I, I completely lost control of the situation. My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.